Hey everybody, welcome back. Another week with you, such an honor. I'm joined by two of my dear friends, Genevieve, Tommy. Thanks so much for being here today with me, guys. Really appreciate that. Hey, Tommy, before we start, uh, shuffle this deck for me, will you? Just shuffle that. Which way? Um, you well, however you want. No, just like the, you the flip. You get fancy on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect, that perfect. That's what I need right there. Okay. Yeah, this will come back later, okay? Okay. This will come back later, okay. right there. So there's a deck right here. Oh, we had a wonderful uh, Easter service last week, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited about today because today we're going to be baptizing somebody who gave their life to Jesus awesome. on yeah. Easter Sunday. So, That's man, great. this guy's just doing incredible things. One thing that I think is incredible is that uh, you text me today, and we were talking, and uh, show up. We we're just hanging together, and I really just believe it's just a God thing to have you here today because we've been talking about um, different giftings in the body. Like we are a body, we're a, okay. we're a people. Yeah. And um, just being connected together all uniquely, all these giftings coming together form this manifestation of Jesus himself here on earth. And when you text me, man, I just think it's gonna be really cool because you were, you were in ministry, uh, right. you, you kind of transitioned. When I say ministry, I guess vocational, sure. like pastoral. Right. You kind of transitioned out of that and you step into repairing uh, windshields, right? And I'm They're driving, very similar, very similar works, yeah. <laughs> and I'm driving down the interstate like six months ago and I'm going and all of a sudden this rock hits my windshield. Right. I, I have been mad on occasion in my life, <laughs> but when this happened and I noticed that this thing instantly just cracks my windshield and I look up and this tractor trailer has no flaps on the back of that that mm. their wheels, you know? Like something inside of me caught on fire right. for a minute. And I just had to like, just, I was just, you know, I don't know. I just had to pray it through, you know? I had to do work inside. And I instantly, man, I was like, well, Lord, I wonder what, what would this be? You know, like, <laughs> I know you don't cause all these things, but you work all these things toward good. So what's something good out of this? And bro, I'm not lying. When I'm in this car, your name comes to me, like right in the Perfect. moment. And I was like, but I know a guy. And I remember riding with somebody and I was like, bro, but I, I know a guy, I know a guy. <laughs> That's awesome. And so then like, I, I literally am in the car and I'm like, hey bro, this is avid. I need, I need some time with that, you. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, bro, don't worry about it, I got it. So yeah. then you show up to my house, we have a cool conversation. And then just the other day you call me back and you start telling me about this God story. Yeah. And I want you to share with everybody uh, what you see God doing right now or what you saw him do specifically in the moment. Yeah. So um, as he said, you know, stepping out of ministry, it was kind of a, it was kind of a hard time for me. I had to um, get my mind wrapped back around like, well, what am I supposed to do now? You know, it's going to look different. I'm fixing windshields. I used to be a student pastor and, and, it was just kind of a weird time of figuring out what does this look like now? You know, how do I serve God now in a different context? And um, so we had that conversation. I fixed his windshield. And, and that conversation um, that we had, it kind of opened my eyes to um, what this could look like, you know, and um, how God could be using me just in a different way and how I need to broaden, broaden my view of what God could be doing. And so I started thinking through that. And then just day to day going through my life, fixing windshields, trying to make every conversation count. And, um, and this, I got this phone call from a windshield company I'd never heard of. Yeah. You know, this was, this was a pretty good ways away. I mean, an, over an hour away. And um, Is that normal? Do you normally get hour calls? Uh, it happens every now and then, but really? not, 
Yeah. No, not often. Okay. No, usually we work in Knoxville. And um, I got this phone call from a guy, and he was like, hey, man, uh, there's this customer that I have. We really want to get their windshield fixed. I'll pay you to do it. We, we like yeah. to take care of our customers, and um, I know it's a ways out, but we'll we'll pay you to come out here and fix it. We've heard good things. We heard you do great work. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, we can we can take care of it. And so we set up a time, and everything was good. I drive out. The day comes that I have this appointment, and, and I drive out to – to meet up with this customer that needs a windshield repair. And um, I get there, and this is, honestly, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there yeah. like, I hope this isn't a joke. Like, I hope right. this is real. And so um, I show up. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's I get to this parking lot where there is one singular vehicle sitting in this parking lot. I was like, I guess that's, I guess that's, that's the, the car. car. Yeah. You know? And so um, I look at the windshield. It has a damage on it, sure enough. And so um, I start I start working on it. No one's there, but I've got kind of the okay. And so I start working on it. And um, in the middle of working on it, a guy walks out from the building where he was working there. And he walks out and he starts talking to me, saying like, oh, hey, man, thank you so much for coming out here to fix this damage. And we get into this conversation, right? And the conversation, um, I start asking him kind of about him. And at the moment, actually, it clicked in my brain, kind of the conversation that we had really? where I was trying to make every conversation count, you yes, know? Yeah. And so um, I started asking him about him, you know, how do you like your job here? Um, what's it like? Um, tell me a little bit about your life. I found out he was married and had two kids. Mm. And, um, you know, so we were just talking about his life and, and what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. And then the conversation turned and he asked me about mine. Um, so I told him about the job that we do fixing windshields. I told him about, um, I've been doing this for a couple years. And he was like, have you always done this? Did you do this right out of college? And I told him no. I uh, had a couple other jobs. And he asked me what I did. And so I told him um, I was in ministry for a little while. And uh, this guy, this is when it started to turn. The conversation started to turn. <laughs> always, yeah, always. Right. <laughs> and, um, and the guy looked at me and he was like, huh, do you mind if I ask a little more about that? And I was like, oh, no. No, I don't care. Go for it. And um, and so he said, uh, you know, what what was it like being in ministry? Did you go to college for ministry? What did you do at the church? Um, and he was asking all these questions about what I did. So I ended up telling him I was a student pastor. I went to college for it. Didn't finish college for it, but I went there. Mm -hmm. um, was a student pastor for a little while. And then I stepped out of ministry. And uh, one thing that I thought was cool was I, I had this weird sensation just to be really honest with yeah. the guy, you know, just be really candid, really vulnerable. And so I told him, like, stepping out of ministry was hard yeah. for me. Um, it, was, it was mentally hard. It was personally hard. Um, trying to see, like, how does this thing work now? How do I honor God in my career now and fixing windshields? And, and, um, and this guy just started saying, like, oh, that's good. That's good. You know, thank you so much. And thank you for telling me. And then he said, um, can I tell you a story? And I was like, yeah, you can tell me a story. I just told you one, you know? And, um, and he was like, well, I've been fighting with God for, it feels like a long time. And the last three weeks, it's been even harder. I've been fighting with God. And I feel like, um, and I was, I was telling you earlier, like one thing I loved is he didn't have all the lingo down, yeah, right? Yeah. He didn't have the church lingo. Right. And he said, I feel like God's wanted me to be a Christian wow. for a long time. You don't know how and, he knew that? It was just like a pervasive thought or something? I, like, yeah. like just, I, I know it's God. Yeah, I don't even he know. was like, I just felt this like cool. inside thing of like, I should be a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I was like, oh, that's great, man. He was like, well, there's a problem. And I was like, okay, what's that? And he was like, I don't want to offend you. I hate Christians. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that definitely is different. Yeah. You know? And he was like, yeah, to be honest, man, they're just, they're just mean mm. is what he said. Yeah. And, um, and it was, it was so good. Cause I was like, to be honest, I know what you're talking about. You know, they can be not every Christian's perfect, just like people aren't. Yeah. Um, and then he said, but, but what happened is I told God two nights ago, God was like pushing me to do this. And I was like, no, I, you know, I don't want to do it. And I told God two nights ago, if he could show me somebody that loved Jesus, that was just a normal guy, that was like doing his job, doing a normal day's work, that was kind to people, then he would would give his life to him. But he even said, I didn't think he could do it. I didn't think I could do it, you know? And and at first I was like, oh, that's kind of awkward because I think he's implying that I'm that guy. (laughs) But I guess that's him. And so, did you say that? That's me. That's me. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Actually, what I said was, I don't want to be like arrogant to believe that's me. Yeah. But I also don't don't want to believe that God can't use this situation. Yeah. Right. Like this is a situation that I think God set up. Yeah. This isn't absolutely. This isn't a random thing. And so, and so I told him I was like, the beautiful thing about God is He loves you more than you can imagine. Like this wasn't about a windshield. Yeah, yeah. This was about about you. And so um, I said, it doesn't have to be a special place. It doesn't have to be pretty and put together perfectly. Yeah. You know, God is, God's willing to, to save you now, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he wants your life now and he's chasing after you now. Right. And so the guy was like, man, that sounds good. And I, I even told him, I was like, I don't want to force you to do it, but you did say you're going to, like, that's <laughs> what you said. And so um, I was like, I don't want to force you to do it, man. But um, I just want you to know that God loves you so much that he would set this up for you. Yeah. And the guy said, well, I, I want to give my life to Jesus, but I just don't know how. Wow. And so I said, I do, you know, and I, I grabbed my Bible out of my car and we walked through it. And a uh, guy gave his life to Jesus right there. That's so great. man. Yeah, it was awesome. I did. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, as uh, my, one of my favorite parts is we were hearing this story and talking about it was uh, was your follow up to that. So oh, afterwards. Like the guy that came yes, in? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the rest of it. Okay, so um, I felt bad because I was like, you know, this guy now knows Jesus, which is incredible. You know, we were celebrating, but I'm an hour away. I know no churches out here, like local churches that are doing something. I wanted to meet up with them, but it's like an hour yeah. a lot of times. That's a long way, you know? And so um, the company pulls in that recommended me to come out and fix this, the windshield replacement company. Like right after this, like, <laughs> like literally, of- <laughs> yeah. We had just got done. You know, I was it's like, like a shaking perfectly his scripted hand. movie. It was, know? and he pulls into the parking lot, and I was, because he was coming to pay me. That's what he was saying. It's like, hey, I'm gonna come. I'll pay. You know, and he was pulling into the parking lot, and uh, I ended up telling this guy, I was like, you know, the least I could do is at least ask, like, what's a good church around here? Right. Like, you live here, yes, you know, people you know. that are doing mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And so I was like, what's a good church around here that this guy could get plugged into to start learning more about Jesus, learning more about what this looks like? And um, so I asked him, I said, hey, you know, we had this conversation. This guy decided he wanted to give his life to Jesus, which is awesome. And um, my only question is, do you know of a church around here that's doing good stuff, you know, that's active and uh, that he could get plugged into to learn more about Jesus? And uh, he kind of smiled and looked down. He said, man, I've been in part-time ministry for 30 years. And so, um, and he looked over and he was like, what if we start getting coffee once a week? Would you be okay? And the guy was like, yeah, man, I'm in. He goes, and you'll go to church with me this Sunday? And the guy was like, I'm in. 
So it was just like, yeah. wow, yeah. that's awesome. You know, it was perfect timing. Man, I just think back to our conversation, man, and just um, I'm rejoicing with you yeah. as you receive, I, I think, just the scope of what the word ministry means mm. and then stepping into that and seeing the full measure of God's favor that comes in the ministry that he's given you. Yeah. Right. And it's just as precious as an, and important because what you said is we were talking about this story and you were like, the truth is that that guy's not going to church anywhere, but he met the church right where he was, right. you know, because the church was actually sent out performing the ministry right. or still in the gifting of evangelism that you have. You're still in that gift, maybe just operating as a windshield repair guy, you know, right. like, or owning that business. But like you, you are that evangelist who does that, you know? And so I just, I mean, I just think it's so, I'm rejoicing with you and I'm excited. I'm so thankful that you'd come and share that today because I know for a lot of my life, I struggle with the idea of not being in ministry. I'm not that guy up there, you know? Right. And you're coming to hear from the guy, but I'm, I could never, and I'm not. But when we all realize and understand that uh, what we've been talking about in Corinthians is like every one of us in Christ has a manifestation of the, of the Spirit of God within us. Yeah. And it comes forth in certain ways, and we've been talking about that. Um, well, I was thinking about that, like the part that's so encouraging to me in that story is like a recognition of who you are and like really stepping into that, but then a recognition of, oh, you know what he needs, you know what's next is, oh, the shepherd, you know what I mean? Like, right. let's connect him <laughs> to the person so who's like going to walk the journey with him because I think I can get in the motive of like, I got to be everything for all people. I got to start the journey. I got to walk the journey. I got to do it. And I'm just so encouraged when there's something about just being like, this is who God made me to be. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then, you know who I know is going to do that the next step or like connect them to the next person? Uh, oh, well, this guy, you know, and maybe you know him and maybe he's the guy who's going to drive up to pay right. you. Uh, but I think the heart of like, it's it's the body operating together uh, that really like, she like shepherds this right. like believer, you know? Right. Well, and, and that, It's and that's a journey. What, that's what I was thinking. Like when I became a Christian, I didn't know how to do this stuff and I didn't have anybody like walking with me in it. So like when this guy became a Christian, it's like, I remember what it was like to not know anything about this, you know? Yeah. How do I read my Bible and what does yeah. it mean to pray? And, I'm supposed to have yeah. a quiet time. What does that mean? Yeah. You know? And so I just started thinking like, I would love to do it, but I'm an hour away. That might not be conducive. And right. so it was just, you know, God orchestrated everything and put yes. somebody right there that could do it with him. So yes. I could... So and I just think about the, the beauty of that picture as what the scripture it shows us is that Christ is the head of this thing mm -hmm. and we're simply the body. A lot of my personal life, when I get kind of like outside the realm of truth, mm -hmm. I begin to think that I have to manipulate every situation to accomplish God's perfect will sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to orchestrate this with this like master power, you know? Yeah. But in reality, it's like when Christ is the head, God is working and he's sent and performing in his body those who will just move with the mind of Christ, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. if you give, just give the yes, God is working the way he's going to work. I don't have to understand, nor can I. And therein lies like the beauty of this whole thing. Yeah. God's power was at work in ways that you could have never even comprehended. Right. Let's go ahead and accept that. That like, look, I'm not the mind, but and I say yes to the mind, this thing really does operate in a cool yeah. way, you know? And I just thought that was so cool. I love what you said. Just both of those things, just saying yes. And that moment, that guy said yes as well in the yeah. same way that you said yes. Right. And then we have this powerful manifestation of God. And this, I know this guy's like, what's the odds of 
I mean, I don't know. For me, I'm like, yeah. what? wow. Like you said, God loves me so much. Yeah, yeah. Even more now that this dude showed up. Right, like, right. What? This thing gets yeah. better. Like it's yeah. just different, man. That's yeah, that's good. Now, I'm thinking about uh, a passage I want us to consider today. There's a couple uh, things, but I want to go back to the Old Testament, like pre-Jesus. And it's one of the it's the very first book of the Bible, but it's in Genesis 28. And it's one of the, I guess, the founding spiritual fathers. You hear the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is a story about Jacob and God's revelation to Jacob. And Jacob has a dream and God shows him some things. And I want to read this passage to you and it's going to make a little bit of sense here in a second. But Genesis 28, 12 and 14, it says, Jacob, uh, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. This promise may seem like a promise of old, but then you see Jesus say something profound in his ministry quite a time later in John chapter 10. In John 10, 9 and 10, it says, Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I believe this, this vision uh, that Jacob receives has this door to heaven. And then when Jesus comes, all the people that Jesus is talking to, they're very familiar with the Old Testament passages. And I think it is safe to say that some of the, uh, I guess, the imagery or picture when Jesus speaks this, I believe that everybody's capturing a very full sense of some things that Jesus, he's profound. But Jesus is saying, look, there is a place where heaven touches earth and there's a door by which heaven leaves and comes to earth. Jesus is like, yo, I'm the door. I'm the door. And then later we really discover, like through the whole teaching of Jesus, that Jesus is not only the door, he's also the ladder, you know, right. where heaven actually comes down and enters. But I think it's so easy uh, for us to be looking for heaven here on earth, and we miss what actually opens the gates of heaven here. And we start looking for heaven in a, maybe a job, or we start looking for heaven in a relationship. We start looking for heaven, uh, I don't know, like in, in another maybe church experience. Like we look for heaven everywhere. We're looking for a heavenly experience. And I believe everybody listening to Jesus was looking for a heavenly experience. They had found this guy who was teaching profound, amazing truths. And yet while he's teaching, Jesus looks out at everybody and is like, look, I'm the door. I'm the thing that everything is pointing to. Like he's claiming like deity, he's claiming power, he's claiming all these things. Like this isn't just a message, this is about a person. And Jesus is like, yo, it's about me. Yeah. And uh, I believe in this season, I believe right now what COVID was, um, 
do 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 the, do the like, little shuffle thing, the trick yeah, again, okay, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not a trick. Here, I'll do the other one. Oh, yeah, okay, do it, do it. Do the other one. I believe that in this season of COVID, I believe um, in the church, I believe this is what's taking place. I believe there is a shuffling happening. I believe... Uh, seats are no longer the seats that were. And I believe those seats may have shifted. I believe uh, some of those may seem like bad shifts in our life, some of them challenging. But here's what I understand, that if Jesus really is this doorway where heaven enters earth, I don't believe that that's changed even through a pandemic. I believe that same door still exists. I believe that same ladder still is. And so some of us maybe who put our all hope in the heavenly experience of the seat that we sit or maybe the place that we are or maybe the position we had or the if you'll go to cards terms like the card and the deck that we were you know what i mean so i have a question when you play the game of poker okay uh what's like the best card you could have an ace an ace an ace alone though not paired with the right other cards won't beat much right it will not it will not what is the, what's like the number one hand in the game of poker? Like, what is that? The best two cards you can be dealt is two aces, pocket aces. Two aces. What is like, do you know what it's called? Like the best like card hand? Oh yeah, royal flush. A royal flush. What's in a royal flush? So they're all the same suit. So hearts, clubs, spades, diamonds. Yeah. But it would be ace, king, queen, jack, ten of the same suit. Of yeah. hearts of spades, of diamonds, yeah. of clubs. That's really, that's good. I think there's something that we can capture in that, though. When we all understand uh, that we, one card, couldn't beat many of the other cards alone, right. you know? And in fact, like, even like four kings, that wouldn't do it? Is there four? Yeah, there's four kings. Yeah, to beat a royal club. Yeah. No. It wouldn't do it. No. Four queens? No. Four aces? No. No. The king, queen, jack of one suit? Very interesting. I think there's so much imagery in this, though, as we understand, and I think some of us are understanding even more uh, about the reality where um, heaven touches earth is not necessarily held in the position that we have, but I believe it is in our yes when we allow the the person holding the deck to put, place us as he wills. No, that's good. You know? And when we just give our yes... And we say, yeah, 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 you can put me in it, put me, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm, I'm in. And we allow the hand of God to place us where he wants, the mind to place us where he wants. Right. The win can really happen. Right. But it's in the yes, it's in the surrender to the reality of what the door is and what the re- reality of the ladder really is. Right. This is one of the churches that actually forgot that in Galatia. And uh, the Galatians had missed it. And then Galatians 3 Uh, There's a passage that I think is so important for us as we continue thinking about many other people, many of us in the seat that you're sitting. We're not on a stage. We're not preaching sermons. Can God use me today? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Think about this. Galatians 3 says, The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scripture says, looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. Mm. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. 
So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. That's so good. Now think about the promises. So he's saying God met Jacob, the grandson of Abraham, and said, hey, listen, the same promise for Abraham is I'm going to promise you this. Now here, remember the promise that God gave Jacob. Hey, your descendants will be like, like dust. And some of us are like, but I don't have kids. I don't have descendants. But what Jesus came to really break all of those rules and to say, when you put your faith not in the physical manifestation of those things being descendants, but when you put your faith or your yes in the person of Jesus, he transforms your life to have far more descendants in the faith, which is what you've experienced by saying, I'm gonna, you don't have kids yet, no. but you have descendants in the faith by meeting this man. God sent him to you. And thus you are now a son of Abraham. So where you go, blessing follows. Because your faith is in the door who then ascends and brings heaven here on earth. And you've given the yes, so it's happening in and through you. This is the beauty of the kingdom. And as we talk about giftings, when we just give our yes and our faith is placed in the door of heaven and we stop trying to maybe even be the the ladder, we stop trying to be the door, we stop trying to break the door down and we realize who the door is, and we realize what you said to this guy is, Jesus loves you so much. Jesus is for you, and he wants to meet you, and he wants to manifest heaven through you. Would you give him the yes? And if we do, here's what I believe that vision through Jacob shows. When we give yes or put our faith in the door being Jesus and that ladder being Jesus, when we just say, yep, I I agree, You are all those things, and I'm available for heaven to come to me and shine through me. Mm -hmm. I'm open. When we just put our faith not in our works, not in who I am, not in my own gifting, but in him to gift me and send me and for me to be where I'm supposed to be, there heaven will touch earth right there, and there's a manifestation of heaven that begins to happen. Has anything come to y'all's mind as we think about that conversation, anything at all, like, I don't know. Do you want to add to the conversation? Think about it, whatever. Yeah, no, I just think it's powerful because that's available to to all of us. And uh, it really does uh, cause us to step further into that great commission of what we were invited to do uh, is the the spiritual descendants. And so uh, I just... I love that the invitation is for all. You know, I love celebrating what Tommy did because he's such a sweet friend. But there's something uh, that it's available to you uh, as you step into surrendering a life to Jesus. Like that's his promise for you. Uh, And there's just something exciting about that, that, that that's for all of us. Right. I think it goes back to last week, too. If you if you did, if you missed last week, go check it out. But there was there was a couple things to be aware of um, that the resurrection changed for us. And. You won't give a yes until you really realize what the resurrection of Jesus yeah. really did. And when you realize that Jesus is actually for you, not against you, yes. and death isn't the ultimate fear anymore, but uh, there is a new authority yeah. and freedom is available. This is the freedom that we're talking about. And so maybe if you don't know your spiritual gift today and you're not aware of what that even is, uh, you can begin a life with Jesus by understanding this and receiving this is that God loved you so much uh, that he died for you. Now listen, very clearly, you might have heard that your sin sent Jesus to the cross. And I want to tell you, uh, your sin isn't that strong and not that powerful. 
uh, Jesus loved you so much that he chose to bring life in the midst of death and he chose to pay the price for your sins. He didn't have to do that. It was a display of God's love for you. And so maybe if you've ever doubted that really God loves you or he cares for you or, you know, whatever it is, I want to look to the cross and say, God didn't have to do any of that. He didn't have to put his love on display. He didn't have to pay the price, but he chose to. And it's like the greatest form of love for him to lay down his life for you. And if you'll receive this free gift, uh, you can be saved today. Like made holy, declared righteous, and then heaven will touch right on, on, on your place, on your person. When you put your faith in Jesus, heaven comes down and resides within you. I want to invite you to do that right now. You can, and it's just very simple. The act of faith is to speak it out, to call out, uh, Jesus, I want you to save me. I recognize that I need heaven, and I've been searching for it, trying to beat the door down, try to get it, and there's no way for me to do that. I need you to do it for me. If you will do that right now, he will come and save, and he will set you free from the inside out, and life will begin to flood from heaven to you, and you will experience the love of God right now. If you made that decision, uh, I invite you to connect with us. Go to midtownknox.org and you can just hit connect right at the top of your screen. And I'd love to hear, hear that. I'd love to walk with you in any way. We're here to have a conversation and continue that, uh, that story with you. Uh, don't do it alone. Step in. And I believe that God will walk you into the fullness of what this whole thing is. And then ultimately, uh, why the gathering of the church is so important. Because when we operate in our giftings and you show up at this thing, we are meant to manifest a very powerful place of heaven here on earth. That's what the gathering of the church is when everybody's operating in the gifting here. And it's far more uh, expansive than one person's gift operating. That's right. And that is what, when we talk about growing together, which is what our church is on the journey of doing. We're growing together. We are growing to manifest a more beautiful picture of heaven as we each trust Jesus a little bit more. And then as people are walking in, they're like, I don't know what's going on here, but like it ain't from this place, you know? And I'm like, absolutely, because we're putting our faith in Jesus, not in ourself. And the manifestation of heaven is coming here and we're seeing people heal. We're seeing people made whole. We're seeing lives transformed, relationships healed. That's what's happening because heaven's touching. And we've put our faith not in our works, but in the work of Jesus. And uh, there is where love begins to flow. So uh, to conclude today, uh, thanks, Tommy. Yeah. for joining us Thank today. You for having me, man. And uh, I want to encourage you, uh, no matter what place you are in the deck, when you just allow God to use you and you say yes, right where you are, heaven will touch when we put our faith in Jesus. The door gets opened and he unlocks that and it begins to flood right where we are. Would you give him sure. your yes today? And maybe you've had Jesus, but understand that right where you are, God wants to invade that place of earth with a piece of heaven and you have a purpose for being where you are. Thanks for joining us today. And if you got any more questions, remember midtownknox.org. Connect with us there through that form. And we'd love to connect with you. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you next week.